new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Josina Anderson, host of The Crew, and we've got another special show for you coming up on episode 13. But before I go into that, I want you to know, as a separate sub-segment to this episode, you can get my full 30-minute conversation with Jets head coach Robert Sala fresh off of their big victory against the Buffalo Bills as the Jets now move on to 6-3. and three. All the insight from how things went after the game, how he's viewing Zach Wilson, what's the prep for the Patriots, what's he talking about with Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, all of that. So make sure it's still a part of this episode, just in a separate sub-segment, separate audio listen, So, but it's still a part of this show. And, of course, on this show, we're going to talk to Cowboys uh, beat reporter, again, Clarence Hill, because you know he has big beef with our resident Eagles fan, Morris Chestnut slash Hollywood actor. And, you know, Clarence went viral uh, over the weekend and the two of them, you know, have their back and forth. So we got to follow up on that. And big news with Jim Ursay, you know, naming Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach. We have a, a, a really great debate on that coming up as well. Our reactions to OBJ and the Cowboys being interested. Monday Night Football reaction. All of that coming up next. Make sure you listen. But before we get to the show and we have our crew call, as I always tell you, you know you can get our uh, podcast on the Odyssey app. Download that or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you are subscribing, subscribe, subscribe. Support this show. And if you want to watch it on YouTube where we just house a full show, although a lot of you like to watch this in sub-segments, that's fine. Or listen to it, rather. You can go to our URL, www.thecrewnyc.com. That's where you can find it on YouTube and get it right there. But for no further delay, let's get to our crew call. Welcome in, Morris Chestnut. Welcome in, Fred Smoot, after a devastating loss to the Panthers. And, of course, the Cowboys reporter, Clarence Hill, after all of that hate you were showing on Twitter. Morris, what do you have to say? Hold on. I'm looking. You said intrepid. I-N-T-E-R. Yeah, Okay. Oh, I think, okay, we got two intrepid people. We got an intrepid reporter and intrepid Fred Smoot. On here, isn't it? Isn't it <laughs> Halloween was last week. Someone came to my house dressed up as me. I saw yes. on this show dressed up as Fred. Yes, yes. Going. I don't know why Clarence is here, but let's go. Let's go on with the show, Josina. Got to get your reaction to Monday Night Football. Uh, Ravens beating the Saints 27 to 13. Uh, Andy Dalton was sacked four times, though he's 19 for 29. Uh, two touchdowns, one interception here. Excuse me, one touchdown, one interception, 210 receiving yards. Uh, Kamara only had eight carries for 30 yards. Olave did have six receptions for 71. Thoughts on the Ravens beating the Saints? Just like I told y'all, the Ravens. I, I ain't going to stop talking. The Ravens are a very dangerous team. You're talking about a defense. They got a new defensive coordinator. Week one, Dale is in New York. So they had to they had to catch up on what they want them to do, how they want to do it. Raekwon Smith, the number one tackle machine in the NFL, you add him to an already dominant defense. Lamar Jackson only is going to get better as the year keep going. All right, listen, this team is a very dangerous team team. I'm telling you that now. And they could get just a step better by adding one Odell Beckham to that roster to really take them over the top. 
Yeah, I don't know about right. that. They even they even have Mark Andrews or Gus Edwards the other night. I know if uh, Derek uh, Augustine was on this program right now. I did try to call him Morris to come on. You know, he claims it's too early to talk about the Saints. I know it's been a very devastating, devastating season for him. Is there something that you would like to say? To well, of, course, of course, it's too early because his eyes still red from crying all night. They don't yeah. have to yeah. done. They're already looking at the draft report. And I agree with Fred 100 percent. The Baltimore Ravens, in my opinion, are one of the are the scariest team in the AFC. Yeah. You know, you don't want to play chinks in the off in, in the uh, chinks in the armor. Look, Kansas City, they'll be there, but I really wasn't that impressed with what they did against the Tennessee Titans team, who ran the ball pretty much with no quarterback help at all. That he still needs to mature and develop. So I think the Baltimore Ravens are the scariest team in the AFC. You think the Baltimore Ravens are the scariest team in the AFC? We yes. you have the Chiefs, you yep. have the Bills, and you have the Jets. Who just knocked off the Jets, Fred? Somebody back up here. The Jets did just beat the Buffalo Bills at MetLife Stadium. So are we? Are we, we going to just negate this? Yeah, yeah. The Buffalo Bills are losing that quarterback. One, right, he's going to be out for at least three, four weeks. They're going to lose those games. Two. I'm going to tell you like this. You cannot think you're going to throw the ball around the park when December and January come. You're going to have to establish the running game. I'm going to tell you how you start Josh Allen, even when he is healthy. Run the ball and wait and make him watch the game with me and Morris on the sideline. That's how you beat that team. And you want to bring up who? Right, the Chiefs are always going to be a threat. Long as Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes there, they always going to be a threat. And you forgot to bring up Kadarius Tony that they added to their wide receiving court. I give him the Tyrone yeah, Hill right. award. Yeah, he ain't the cutest guy in the world. But when I talk about this squad, they are dangerous squads. And I'm telling you this now. The Baltimore Ravens will not only win their first first playoff game, they could be a threat to go to the uh, Super Bowl. I'm just saying. I, I'm glad you finally brought that point up. I'm glad you finally brought that point up. The thing with Baltimore is what they're going to do in the playoffs. And I, and I love, we all love Lamar Jackson and, and, and what he's done. But they have to to win in the playoffs. There's no guarantee that they're going to do it because they haven't done it. You know, so that's what they have left to prove. Uh, certainly, if you like them, I can't believe Josina brought up the Jets before she brought up the Miami Dolphins. When you talk, yeah. about, when you talk about threats in the AFC. But, with, with, you know, obviously Buffalo had been the best team. Uh, but if, if there's something wrong with Josh Allen that takes them down a notch, Kansas City is, is certainly the best, biggest threat out the AFC because you have Patrick Mahomes and you got Eric B. Enemy as well as Andy Reid calling plays there. The Saints are the Saints. I mean, we, we knew when they we lost Drew Brees that, that it was going to be a rough, tough road to hope for them. And and, and that, that team is rudderless right now without a quarterback, certainly without Sean Payton. Uh, and what is a sorry uh, NFC uh, South division? I just can't believe that they, Tom mm-hmm. Brady is now in first place. After everything they went through in Tampa Bay, they tied in first place with them damn Carolina Panthers. We have no quarterback. And no coach. I, I thought it was the Falcons. I thought the Falcons was was in the first. The Falcons just lost, so it's it's, it's Falcons. One of them, they are bad. Yeah, the whole the whole division is bad, and Tampa Bay is obviously going to win it. I just I, I just can't believe Morris is. <laughs> I just finished doing an interview with uh, Robert Sala for uh, CBS before we did this show, and I am just uh, I'm so uh, remiss to hear you talk about that. You can't give the Jets their full. Their full credit. I mean, no, hold, defense, hold on, hold on. Uh, Quinn just, and Williams. 
Rams is the AFC Player of the Month. Sauce Gardner is playing his behind off. Garrett Wilson has been Rookie of the Week like two, three times already. And they finally were able to get Zach Wilson to play mistake-free football, manage the right. team. And by the way, but you don't know that's going to happen Play manager like Trent Dilfer did for the Ravens back in the day. And oh, by the way, as another example of a four-win Tim like the Bengals were two years ago, going into a uh, into this uh, past season as a 10-win Tim, 10-win team making the Super Bowl, the yes. Jets can do the same thing as a four-win okay. team me, last year and listen. potentially going to the Super Bowl and representing the AFC. Let, let me just say this. Let me just say this. The one thing, the one reason why I love the NFL, I call myself a football loser. I sit down on the couch <laughs> on, on Sunday morning, and all I do is just flip the channels and watch every single game that I can on the NFL. I consume it like it's, like, it's, like it's oxygen. I love the NFL. But part of that, me just being an overall NFL fan, uh, when it comes to the Eagles, I know, yes, we're 8-0. That can change tomorrow. Things go, some teams have good moments, some teams have good streaks, some teams have good years. It can change tomorrow. The, the one thing about the NFL fan is they take one moment and then all of a sudden their team is the greatest in history. Oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We got, to, we got to pull, the, we got to pump the brakes. Let's pull back a little bit. Yes, great victory. Go, great victory beating Buffalo. Congratulations. You still got 10 more games to go. Yeah. With the next 10 more games. Hey, nobody is afraid of the Jets. But you know what? If somebody told me right now they wouldn't get some Nobody's Smurfs. Nobody's afraid come, of the Jets. I don't think no, that's true. if you told me you were going to go get a village of Smurfs to come beat me up, that's how afraid of the Jets I am. Okay. Ain't nobody okay. afraid of the Jets. Okay. And they just okay. got. They just you got, see, you see the way Quinn and Williams is ragged all the folks right now. He has seven sacks in the interior linemen, all interior linemen. Yeah. I've been saying they, they just lose the match. They lost the Matt Jones. They just lost the Matt Jones. Anyways. Anyway. It's the moment. It's the right. moment. NFL, NFL seasons are about moments. The people are having moments. The, 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 you have to. You have to stay even keel. Don't get too high when you have those good moments, and don't get too down when you have the bad moments. Just stay even keel, and we'll see where we are at the end of the. The moment. Jets are the worst team in the AFC West over there. I'm sorry, they are. Look at it. They're not better than Buffalo. They're not better than Miami. They just beat they're Buffalo. not. I mean, no, no, I don't care. They're not okay. a better team than Buffalo, okay. and, and they're not, and they're not better than New England. So, 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 getting back to being, so you can be, you can lose to a team and still be better than that team. Yeah, yeah, you can. I was, I was just checking. I was just checking. of course. Hey, listen, listen. Trust me, trust me. I, I, I know the Cowboys are a good team, and I know the Cowboys can. The Cowboys are going to make some noise. I never said that we were flat out better than the Cowboys. Y'all are. You know, we won the game. That's all I'm saying. Okay. We, we can be beaten by a lot of teams on the league. The Giants can come up and beat us. You we gonna beat we gonna beat y'all on Monday night. Wow, wow, wow! Oh, really, wow. Fred? Yeah, yeah, we gonna beat y'all on Monday night. We're playing. I forgot we playing against the Commodores on Monday night. They yeah, were, they were the Commanders. They were co the Commanders until the fourth quarter of this last game. Then they heard the Commodores. I saw a line. I'm gonna say, don't worry. We gonna we gonna have we gonna have Lionel Richard singing a Monday night intro. We coming in there. Well, as long as you don't have Lionel Jefferson playing DB like you had him playing <laughs> the last game. Wow. Lionel Jefferson was back there. Y'all wow. was up by 10 points. I'm so okay, cool. They're going to get their doing a little something. The only way y'all going to beat them unless y'all catch Ricky in the alley, okay?
You can't do that. You hey, 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 you know what? Y'all guys know, y'all guys know the real threats to good teams are they divisional teams because divisional right, teams right. do not look at the teams like the outside right, right. teams do. And we accustomed to playing. You don't forget, y'all ain't just blow us out in that first game. All right. So at the end of the day, we hey, all right, okay. keep it on. Sacks. Sacks. Hey, I have I have a hold on now. Hold on now. <laughs> I agree with you, Fred. That divisional games are tough, but don't we we had like 18 sacks right. against y'all that game. It was Matter 24 fact, nothing. He just sacked y'all again like five minutes ago. Y'all ain't have no line against us, but I will give you this. You got I think you guys have uh your defensive end that's coming back, and our offensive line did struggle a little bit last game. Yeah, in the NFL game, we are not going undefeated. Or I'll believe that we are not going undefeated. Hey, Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin eats y'all up every game. He averaged about a hundred plus games a yard against y'all. Terry McLaurin rotisserie, that eagle. Yeah. I'm telling you like that. He does. He does. Don't forget to listen to our huge interview with Jets head coach Robert Sala as a separate sub segment to this podcast so you click out of this one click into that one it's still connected to the uh, same episode so you can hear it there 30 minutes with uh robert sala make sure you're listening to that also subscribe listen and download do all that good stuff as well i'm gonna tell you what philadelphia fans cowboy fans are unbearable right now my stomach hurts i'm about to throw up in my own mouth just sitting here regurgitating and listening to all this man you know what it's too early in the morning for this yeah, it it right. is, it is, Clarence. And you know something about being early in the morning since you were up at 6 a.m. sending out some tweet about the Eagles are on borrowed time, argue with your mama. The tweet went viral. The Spun wrote up an article on you based on this notorious haterade viral tweet you sent out <laughs> about the Eagles. What do you have to say about yourself? I mean, the Eagles fans are so triggered these days. Triggered, triggered, <laughs> triggered. They get easily triggered by little old me. If you're so happy with yourself, why are you worried about what I tweet? My what? opinion. You know, the bottom line is this. Listen, clearly I stuck my foot in my mouth when Buffalo lost. I will admit that. But mm. Watch, watch. you know, because I thought Buffalo was most people. I was not alone. Most people would say, yes, Eagles undefeated, but Buffalo was the best team in football which is all I said, mm. pretty much all I said, that mm. the Eagles were undefeated, give them credit for undefeated, but I don't think they're the best team in football. Most people would have had the Chiefs in Buffalo ahead of them, even though the Eagles were undefeated. That's pretty okay. much all I said. Okay, that's all you said. I got to look up borrowed time. Did you say borrowed time? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that means that they're going to lose. Like, you yeah, remember what the Steelers were undefeated? Time means. You remember when the Steelers were 11 and 0 a couple years ago? And then they limped in, you know, it, it's, it was fool's gold. Ooh, Fugazi. Claire's basically called the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles Fugazi. Now, you know, as a guy on the outside looking in on this situation, right. I look at them and I say, you know what? What's the weakness of the Eagles? And I'm sorry. They can only play who's on their schedule, but they got a quarterback. They got two wide receivers. They got a tight end. They got running backs. They got a good offensive line, good defensive line, good linebackers, great defensive backs. Listen, I'm sorry. They ain't got no weakness. They're going to play who, who who's on the field with them that day, and they're going to adjust to whoever. And I'm sorry. The Cowboys can play defense. Yes, they can. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I got a better chance of winning the lottery today. <laughs> I'm still waiting on my Powerball tickets to, to come Again, through. Again, let, let me say this, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm the first. The goal is to win the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. It's, that, it's not to be that, eight, eight, no. It's not to look good in the regular season. If the Cowboys well know, the regular season don't matter. Exactly. That's my I, point. I, That's my well point. The regular that. season don't matter. Are we going undefeated? Are the Eagles going undefeated? No, they're not. That's Are they going to win the Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. Sometimes there's injuries. There's momentum. There's a lot of factors that come into play. There's a little bit of luck that come into play in winning the Super Bowl. There's no way. I thought when Nick Foles came in that year, we were done. He had that game against Oakland at home, stunk up the joint. So there's a lot of things that go into winning a Super Bowl. All I'm saying is this. Particularly Cowboy fans, to where every year y'all run up the stats. The last three years, y'all done run up the stats against teams that ain't nothing. Talking about, we're going to do this. Every year, the Cowboys are supposed to win the Super Bowl. Y'all win yeah. Oh, we winning the Super Bowl. I'm running, running into Cowboy fans in the airport. Oh, we winning the Super Bowl. And then y'all get into the playoffs and stink up the joint. I think I had hair the last time y'all won a, a, a championship game. <laughs> he, hey, he ain't lying. This is all of it is. <laughs> That was, that was 1995, uh, sir. How old were you? Hey, yeah, hey, exactly. hey, we know this. Hair. Hey, <laughs> hey, we know the Cowboys not winning the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. There's <laughs> so many things working uh, working against y'all. Maybe the fact that no team wins the championship when the quarterback takes up more than 19 to 20% of the cow. Maybe that your offensive line ain't as good as you think it is. Maybe Zeke got too many uh, navel rings and nose rings in the ball anymore. <laughs> <What> <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got energetic about it because at the end of the day, everybody <laughs> likes to bring the Cowboys up, but they never who we think they are. They never who they think they are. Mm. I know, I know who, who I know who is who we thought they were. And then watch the Oh yeah, hey, hey, I mean, we don't got we don't got we don't got a franchise quarterback. We want a team picked to win the Super Bowl. We no. ain't the fan base that see here lying to ourselves. I we're a very honest fan base. So before we started this show, before we yeah. started this show, I gotta look this up because 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 Clarence said that he was an objective reporter. <laughs> that good. comment right there, Fred. I mean, uh, Clarence, you got a little triggered. It was just because Fred, no, Fred, made a, Fred made a comment and you came back with, well, we know who's not going to win it. The Washington yeah, Post. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like to have fun. I like to poke the bear a little bit. It's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> okay, so Clarence, let me, let me ask you this, Clarence. So let me ask you this, Clarence. Yes, sir. On any given Sunday, which team do you root for the most? It's a trick question, by the way. The Texas Longhorns. I don't really have a rule. In, in 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 the NFL, who do you root for the I most? I don't root for teams in the NFL. I watch football. It's oh, my job. Oh, so, oh, see, see that. See, the reason why that's a trick question, Clarence, is because why would you not root for the team that you write for? In any aspect, whether they win, no. you get more interest. If they no. lose, you get a lot of interest. So you should be rooting for that team. No, no, no. I, I root for good stories. I'm a journalist. I root for good stories. I for That's good right. Within, within I the, speak up for journalists, Clarence. Speak up for journalists. Okay, I, okay. I That's cool. Storyline. Thank you. I got a good story for you, Clarence. The, the Philadelphia Eagles are 8 0. Where's your article? That's a good story right now. Yeah. That's a good story. A lot of good stories in the Hey, Justin Fields just went for 170. Where's your story? Your story's about the cowboy, Clarence. You're not objective. You're subjective. I'm, I'm very, oh, see, yeah. Clarence, yeah. come off the ropes. Come off the ropes. It, first of all, certainly my focus is the Cowboys. That's a team I cover. 
I don't work for the Cowboys. My That's focus right. is the Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys beat writer. It's like oh, somebody who covers. Listen, let me finish this. It's like somebody, a journalist who covers the White House. Okay, they right. cover the current president. That doesn't right. mean they support the president. It's their job to cover the president That's and the right. going Speak on of the presidency. The going right. zone of the presidency. My but, job is to cover the Cowboys in the going zone of that football team. Okay. Good, well, bad, uh, and different. Listen, yeah. Clarence, yeah. I agree and I understand what you're saying. But before you were a reporter, you were a human being. You're rooting for somebody. Yeah, all you got to do, Morris, is unzip that sweater, and it's a Cowboys undershirt under that sweater right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's Omega Sci-Fi. You see, that's what it's he's Omega showing on the show right now. It's but listen, speak, hey, look, uh, Clarence, speaking of being a journalist, the Cowboys are coming out of the bye since, you know, you know, typically we go to headlines, but you guys just went right into it. But since you are here uh, as a reporter for the Cowboys, you're, you are coming out of the bye. You guys are facing the Packers, you know, who have had a, another uh, devastating loss here. I'm just curious, uh, what do you think of um, the Cowboys' readiness coming out of this bye? I know they're getting ready to have their installations on Wednesday. What have you well, prepared it, it, relative to where the Packers are right now? Well, Aaron Rodgers is no longer a big bad wolf. You know, for the Cowboys, he's been a thorn in the Cowboys' side. You go back, he, he's always come up with magic against the Cowboys, going back to 2014, you know, 2016. Uh, he, he's certainly been a thorn in the Cowboys' side, especially in the playoffs. But Aaron Rodgers is finding out, like uh, a lot of other quarterbacks, number one, father time, never loses. Number two, it's hard to win when you don't have any weapons. You don't have any big players around you. And, and certainly mm. that's what's getting to the Packers. Packers team is three and six. Can mm. you believe that? They relax stuff don't matter. They need to panic. They three and six. Qunon Aaron, you know, you know, I think karma's coming down on Qunon Aaron with all of oh, his You did not call him Qunon Aaron. That is that comment is not I'll a real. Okay. Uh, and the other thing about it is in the crew. Uh, the other thing about it, Josina, this is Mike McCarthy's first trip back to Green Bay. Yes, as I thought he was coach. crying in the press since, since he was fired in 2018. Uh, it, it means a lot to Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys. Uh, you know, this, this game is not the organization and to Mike McCarthy. They're going in there trying to win and get a little payback from their head coach and run their record to 7-2 to keep up with those undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, well, God, good, please. I'm glad you brought that up, Josina, because I do have a question for our, our, our resident uh, multiple-year <laughs> veteran. Of the yeah. So, Fred, in a situation like this, in all seriousness, mm -hmm. when Green Bay – appears to be underwater right now um things seem to be you know going off the rails a little bit you do have a team such as the cowboys coming to town i think green bay just lost one of the best defensive players do you think that how is the locker room in green bay right now rallying for such a game like this do you think first of all they lost two of the uh best players because i know rashawn gary got hurt and right. eric stokes Dakota, he also got hurt uh this just is a beat-up team right now right now these guys are already thinking about vacation they already thinking about the offseason right now mentally it's over and it's, it has everything to do with aaron Rodgers. listen i've repeatedly said this about the green bay packers the most overrated franchise in nfl history is the green bay packers no team no team has had 40 years of consecutive uh, 
all pro quarterback and only to bring home two trophies. This is who they really are because they got their own approach. They like the homegrown guys because nobody in free agency really likes to go to Green Bay because it's only like 30 people that live there. When the game going on, you can't even get gas because nobody's at the gas station. At the end of the day, it's over. The Cowboys don't go in there and inflict their will on them. But we know who the Cowboys is. The Cowboys is the bully at school. They're going to beat you up and beat you up and take your lunch money until you get up and give them a black eye. You know, that's mm. a good point, Fred, because it's one thing I've said all along. It's the greatest upset in history that Green Bay has had Brett Favre and have Aaron Rodgers and both just won one Super Bowl. And, mm-hmm. and I know it's not easy to win Super Bowls, but when they won those Super Bowls, you I know when, I remember when Brett Favre won, I thought they're going to go back to back. The Cowboys, they just finished their run. Brett yep. Favre won. You think they're going to go back to back. They won one. And mm-hmm. Rodgers comes down to the AT&T Stadium, wins it. They look good. Mike McCarthy's rolling. They have not been bad. That's no. With those two quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, as important as they are to the game and to get the Super Bowl, the fact that they only won one and never went back, that's that's shocking. Well, listen, uh, I appreciate that uh, spirit of conversation on the Cowboys. We'll see how the Packers do if they can rebound. Um, matter of fact, before I go to Monday Night Football, since we're just on that topic, let's just stay there for a second because, you know, obviously a lot of talk about OBJ – uh, over the weekend, even though when I was talking to Von Miller, he brought up the Cowboys as a you know on o- OBJ's list or what have you. We know that NFL Network had reported that um, OBJ is on the Cowboys' radar, and I know you were at the press conference the other day. So, what are the Cowboys saying relative to OBJ, um, Clarence? Well, NFL Network was the wasn't the only person who reported that, but I, I, yes, I, I that feel is true. You. Uh, you know, but, I know uh, since I was one of them, we, we all reported that. But yeah. uh, you know, just you know. Um, yes, slap yourself. <laughs> the, the Cowboys certainly are interested in, you know, just my understanding of talking to people close to OBJ, he's interested in coming to the Cowboys. The thing that's trick, uh, tricky about this, and Jerry Jones actually talked about his radio today about how o- Odell would look good when he started on his helmet. You know, he openly talked about that. He's free, they can talk about free. So Mike McCarthy, you know, talked about they've done their homework. They've talked to former coaches who've, who've uh, been with Odell, and they no one has – no, nothing bad to say about it. Everybody's glowing about Odell. They all love Odell as a player. So he's certainly somewhat fairly on the Cowboys' radar that they're looking to bring in. The tricky thing for me is that Odell wants a multi-year deal. He's, you know, we talked about this before. He's coming off ACL. You know, uh, he's 30 years old. Uh, he doesn't want to take a – he wants an Odell contract. He doesn't want the same minimum contract he got last year with the Rams. What do you pay him? There's going to be, a, you know, obviously the other teams involved in this, but – how do you give him a multi-year deal to make him whole, give him the type of money he wants with him coming off ACL at 30 years old and not having seen him play? Well, and listen, and, and I, even I, in the conversations with – even in the – go ahead, uh, Fred. Mm-hmm. I pray that Odell don't waste another year of his career in Dallas. I, at the end of the day, if Odell wants to get a ring, he needs to come up here right off of 495 and play for the Baltimore Ravens and, and team oh, up I with Lamar Jackson. I about to say the Commanders. <laughs> man, come on, man. Hey, hey. Receivers, though. They ain't going after no receivers. 
Hey, oh, they, they, after, after last night, they see that they need to go out there receive. You need to get Lamar Jackson somebody that he can rely on, and not just somebody he can rely on, somebody that gets the attention of the defense. And if you get the attention of the defense, that's that's that's, that's rule one on one on taking it to the next level and beat somebody. It ain't about how many catches Odell get. It's how many catches Odell opens up for likely. It's how many catches he opened up for uh, Dumabio. It's, it's just what he can do for a team, and I think he would do well not going to down there to Dallas. Dallas ain't going to no Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right? It's over with. Go to Baltimore. My biggest issue is how do you My biggest thing is how do you give him more to your deal? He, he wants Tyreek type money. He wants real money. No, no, no. We ain't getting out. No. This is realistic, man. You don't go to a used car salesman and he tell you, I got to pay full price for this Tesla and this Tesla got 700,000 miles on it. No, no, I'm no, not. No, hold on, but let me interject in there because obviously, you know, we talked about this even in my conversation with Von Miller. It is, it is very true that BJ is very much considering the risk that he would have to incur if he comes back, you know, in some sort of postseason run relative to if something were to happen, just like it did in the Super Bowl, February 13th, SoFi Stadium against the Bengals. And then he messes up his all his opportunity to try to get a multi-year deal for you know, in the future. So the question then becomes, what's the best that team? That ain't none of their business. That ain't none of their business. Now, that ain't the year in 2023, huh? That ain't none of their They don't care what Odell thinks. All right, they're going to no, sign but, 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 it's, but it's impacting his decision as to where he goes because... Everybody's uh, going to offer him a one-year deal. This is a prove-it deal. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This mm-hmm. is a prove-it mm-hmm. deal. Nobody's going to give him the security that he's going to... Clarence just told you why. He's 30 years old. He's coming off of ACL area. Uh, the only team that's going to chase him right now is the team that want to use him in the playoffs. It's going to take him five weeks, one, to learn the playbook, two, to get in football shape. You're not seeing Odell the week 15, 14 really yeah, be okay. Come back now. He could also wait till March. He could wait till the new league year when his leverage is higher, the ACL stronger, and 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 he can you know get into. But, the but guess what? Like okay. Six months, people forget about you real quick in the NFL. Because it's a new batch of guys. Hey, it's a new batch of guys coming out cheaper, younger, and faster every year in the draft, baby. No, Don't no stop. No one is forgetting about OBJ, especially the after receivers that. Are like, had in the Super Bowl. Receivers Morris, like Morris, what is the best the team though? Down does everybody got one? Everybody got receivers. Everybody got one. He, he, he can maximize his money in March, but he needs to show he can play. He needs to show he's healthy. Okay, but Morris, what is the best team now when you see relative to what's going on um, with some of these teams? We saw the – what, we saw right. the Packers lose, you know, so now they're, what, uh, three and six. We saw the Bills lose, so now they're, what, six and uh, six and three. You know, we saw the, the Chiefs win. So what team we – see, we see the Cowboys kind of in there, obviously coming off of a bye. Right. So relative to how this week went in games, what do you now think is the best scenario for OBJ? First, let me go back and say this. Last year when Odell was available, I said that he should have gone to Green Bay instead of the Rams. I was mm. wrong about that. I was wrong about that. So I'll point that Why? out. Why? Why were you wrong? Because he went to the Rams and they won a Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. but could he have yeah. not also potentially won a Super Bowl and had that impact in Green Bay and maybe not well, turn the ACL? I'm just the, curious. The, the, the best the best predictor of the future is the past, and, and Green yeah. Bay has had a problem getting out of the playoffs despite how yeah. they do in the regular season. Yeah. So I was wrong about that. He went to the Rams and won a Super Bowl. Right now, I would have to agree with Fred Smoot. Uh, I, like, <laughs> I like the fit of Odell in Baltimore. They have, oh boy, they got Rope <laughs> 
for throwing that defense. Now and then you got now you got Deshaun Jackson over there. You put mm-hmm. you put Deshaun over there. You put Odell over there, and your mm-hmm. primary focus is the run. Mm-hmm. I think you pretty good production out of uh, out of uh, out of Odell and that and that team. I, I like the Baltimore Ravens, especially we come we're in the winter now. We're coming up. So what about the Bills? Yeah. I'm not. I'm just not a fan of the Bills right now. I mean, You're not right a fan now, of the six and three Bills. Uh, I'm sorry. I think there's a report of a nerve injury potential with yeah. the quarterback Josh Allen. We, 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 we don't know. We don't know definitively yet. How are you going to have a potential nerve injury in your multiple weeks? You know, Baltimore is a team that is not predicated just solely on the pass. They're more predicated on the run, leaving more space for Odell and Deshaun. I like mm-hmm. Baltimore. I think Fred's right about that. Can, can okay, I well, first of all, when you thinking about can the production now, go ahead, go ahead, you guys are bringing up a team that's not in the running. That's not one of the suitors. Baltimore is not a suitor. You don't know that, Clarence. You don't know that. You don't know that. How do we know that? The Giants, the Cowboys, the 49ers, those are the suitors. But but, but I, mean, I, I understand the, the mindset, but, but Baltimore is not in the running. So why are we bringing that Let up? Let me ask you a question. Let me you don't players don't know they're reporting that bad ass news. You don't know that Baltimore uh, last night. Baltimore, Baltimore saw last night. We need to add one more element to this offense and we can make a playoff run. Did you not hear Morris say they just got Raquan Smith on defense? They just sold it up and found their defense. Oh, yes, they will be a dangerous team when it comes to the wintertime because it's all about running the ball in the playoffs. And you add a receiver like that, yes, and he'll get to play and work his way back in shape without somebody needing him to. To be their number one wide receiver, he'll just be a piece to the puzzle. Well, man, exactly, which he doesn't, which he will not have that stress of, of carrying the load. But let me ask you this, Clarence. A good question for you is this: At one point, at one point, was it not reported that Deshaun Watson was not interested in going to the Cleveland Browns? Yes, but okay. Then but, what happened? Let me finish. Then what but, happened? But, but the Browns were always in the running. They no, were one no, of the schools, no, no. At one okay? point, they were part of the conversation. At from the one beginning. point, they were not in the running because Only, the city was not going to go there, and they stepped because up because of the money. the money. They changed the money exactly. The, but they were, the the they were in the conversation. They were in the conversation from the beginning. Baltimore's yeah. never been in this conversation. But you don't I, have to be in the conversation. You don't have to be in the conversation uh, uh, yesterday to get in it today. Exactly. Thank you, Fred. Come on now, Clarence. We know. Well, you know, Homer. Well, I, hold on. I just want to say this, guys, Cowboys. relative to the Bills. When you Joe look Cena at the, this, you know, kind of the drop off after Stephon Diggs, I feel like OBJ slots in there relative to the other assets and kind of you know, uh, you know, making himself, you know, just more useful as far as the necessity there, you know, with the Chiefs, you've got, obviously, you've got Travis Kelsey, but you've got, uh, you got Juju, you got uh, Valdez, Scantling, or what have you, a little bit harder. I think, you know, the Cowboys is not bad if you want to trust, you know, Dak Prescott. I know trusting and putting his career Listen. and trusting the quarterback is a big thing for him. But Listen. as much spread smooth as you keep saying it's not realistic, I'm telling you, and Clarence I'm, is right. I know this. I'm going to say this. Listen, as well. You know, getting this. a multi-year deal is definitely the preference relative to the risk that hey, hey, preference is different than reality. Perception and reality are two different things. He perceives himself as that. Yes, you are number one receiver. But I'm right. sorry. You are hurt and you coming back and whoever getting you, they getting you as a luxury piece. They not they not getting you as a true necessity. And I, last time I checked, the Cowboys ain't got but 73 cents under the cap what they gonna pay you 
Don't forget to listen to our huge interview with Jets head coach Robert Sala as a separate sub segment to this podcast. So you click out of this one, click into that one. It's still connected to the uh, same episode. So you can hear it there. 30 minutes with uh, Robert Sala. Make sure you're listening to that. Also subscribe, listen and download, do all that good stuff as well. Let's let's go ahead and move into our huddle topic. Okay, so you guys saw yesterday that the Indianapolis Colts fire Frank Wright abruptly. We kind of saw it coming, but nevertheless, it was abrupt. But even more so surprising after that, Clarence Hill was the fact that they named Jeff Saturday, former Colts center as interim head coach, who is what? coached at the high school level, but no experience in the NFL or college. Clarence, do you have a problem with this? Oh, a huge problem. And, and this is my, my, I got several problems with several fronts. You know, everybody was giving the coach owner all this credit for calling out Dan Snyder. You know, they need to fire Dan Snyder. But he remains part of the problem in the NFL. This is mm. an example of him remaining part of the problem with NFL owners because this would never happen for a black man. Mm. This would never, you know, NFL talking about meritocracy and, and earning it. This dude has never coached in the NFL, no NFL experience, but he's buddies <laughs> with, that, with, with, with the owner and he gets the interim job of all these coaches. Reggie Wayne is on that staff. He had to volunteer for three years before they gave him a position coach. If you want a former co- player who knows the organization, who knows the game, why not give him that opportunity? But he would never happen to a guy like Why not give who an Wayne. opportunity? Huh? Reggie Wayne? Is that what you, is that what you said? He's on the staff. He volunteered yeah, yeah, for three years. Okay. He's on the staff as a position coach. He would never get that opportunity. If you want someone who knows the team, knows the organization, knows the game, but you go outside and give it to a guy like Jeff Saturday, and I don't know why Jeff Saturday would take this job. This is insult to all the coaches who have worked all their life, white and black for these type of opportunities. And you hand this job over to Jeff Saturday. And the insane part is the owner wants to keep him long-term. This is not just a temporary <laughs> gig. He hopes to keep him long-term. Yeah. This is insane. Mm-hmm. Right, let me let me, let me me be honest. Let me paint this picture for you here. Right, not only did he it just drop turds on the, uh, on the black coaches, but he also did it to the white coaches too. Right. This is the staff that has John Fox, Super Bowl coach in it. Mm-hmm. It has Gus Bradley, ex-head coach in it. And you just go all the way around them. How are those guys supposed to feel today? When Jeff Saturday walks in and say, hello, I'm your boss, all right? How's that supposed to go over with these guys? And we see this stuff. Nothing shocks you. This should not shock you that this happens. And guess what? Jim Irsay, out of all people in the world, yeah, the guy that points the finger at everybody else. Well, I was always told by my grandma, if you point your finger at somebody, it's three more fingers pointing back at you. So you better watch what you do. Well, I wanted to add this in. I did talk to the executive director of the Fritz Pollard uh, last night. He issued a statement on the Colts hiring process for an interim head coach. He said, quote, the Rooney rule is the only universal hiring policy used by the NFL to promote fairness and diversity. However, today's news, that being yesterday in Indianapolis, illuminated a gap in the league's stated objective, ending saying, if the spirit of the rule is to expand opportunities, we believe that it must be consistently applied 
even in the hiring of interim positions. One of the things that Jeff Saturday talked about was his leadership ability, even though uh, Jim Irsay was all over the place in that press conference saying, I'm glad he doesn't have experience because he doesn't have the fear other coaches have when it comes to, you know, getting bogged down by analytics and all this other stuff, all kind of crazy comments. But he lauded his leadership. And that goes back to your point, Clarence, when you're saying, how is he supposed to look at a guy like Gus Bradley in the face, Reggie Wayne in this in the face? And no matter, because I work with Jeff Saturday at ESPN. He's a great person. He's a former Caroline. He's my you know fellow alum, all that other stuff. I have nothing bad to say about Jeff Saturday as a person. However, Fred, I do agree with you. Sometimes you can get an opportunity and say no. One, because you know you're not ready. And two, because it's not fair. And no matter how much you think that you are a great leader, how can you look at those men and squarely look at them in the eye and think that you deserve to be a leader over them? Where's he proven his leadership at? What is he? He's coaching high school. Where has he proven his leadership ability? Just show me that. I mean, I can say I'm a good leader, but I, there's no track record of leadership with Jeff Saturday. Certainly uh, leading a group of men, 53 men, football team. There's no track record there. This is just an insane hire all the way around from Jeff Saturday accepting it, from the, the coach owner offering it. You know, he's going to go and win it last night. He's going to interview all these coaches to see who's going to be his offense coordinator. How can you take any of this seriously? I, I can't lie. <laughs> if Dan called me and offered me a head coach job, I'm taking it. I don't care about what you are, <laughs> You are not taking it. No, Morris Chestnut shouldn't take the job as head coach Absolutely. of the Eagles. And Fred School, even though you played for the commander, shouldn't take the head coach's job. Okay, I'm just telling you as a human being, I'm not turning it down. So I can't be mad at Jeff Saturday wow. for saying, yes, I do accept the job. But like they said, yes, it's hard for him to go in there and he's going to have to establish that with these other coaches. And let's let's be honest. Jeff a smart guy, very smart, intelligent guy. He's not gonna go in here and try to change. He's not gonna go in here and try to change everything. He's gonna go in there and try to galvanize the ship. So yeah, it is. It, it, it was a terrible the way it happened. But it, I'm one of the people. Once milk is spilled, what you gonna do about it? I wish him all the best. But I'm used to this. We just been part of the NFL for the long. That doesn't make it right. You know, yeah, back, but, in, but, back, back in the civil rights but, era, people but, were used but to guess it. What? Colored but guess what? But guess what? What's the reality? What's the reality? Sometimes the reality ain't about what's right or what's wrong. Sometimes it's just what is the reality. This right. is the reality of the NFL. And I, and I will say this. I will say this. Every opportunity is not the best opportunity. Just because an opportunity is there doesn't mean that you have to take it. I understand what you're saying, Fred, and I agree. If, if you're a human being, you get an opportunity like that, you should try to go ahead and take it. However, however, in this particular situation, I feel, and I don't know, I can't tell the future, I feel this is a no-win situation for Jeff Saturday. He's coming in mm. as an interim tag. How many interim coaches end up being the regular full-time head coach? And then in addition to that, you're coming to a team with what can you do? You have a backup quarterback. You have an aging Matt Ryan on the bench. What are you going to do? Are you, you going to win your four or your next five games? You're going to win out? There's there's no win in this situation. They're going to be looking for a quarterback at the end of the season. And that, just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean that you know what you're talking about. Just because you make you have money or you inherited a football team doesn't mean you know how to manage a GM a, a, a team. This is a bad mistake by the by the owner of the team. He's going to pay for that.
This is not short term. I don't know why you got that in his head. He did not go get somebody off the street. He could have. He could have gave one of the, the coaches the in house this thing, and they just want to go and get the highest draft pick. This is for the long term. He gave him this job with the intent of doing the the, 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 the whole process, the Rooney Rule in the off season, just to rehire Jeff Saturday. I'm and, telling you this now. And I will tell you this, you, you are hiring someone with no NFL coaching experience, and you're going to get what you pay for with that. Exactly. Exactly. It's, I'm it's very a bad disappointed that's a horrible decision. That's a horrible yeah. decision. Why y'all mad? Because y'all would take the listen to me. I, if somebody grant me the the wishing to skip the line, I'm gonna skip the lunch line. And no, I'm gonna right. go right up there and coach us to be I agree with that. Listen, it's an opportunity. If you're a Jeff Saturday, listen, what nobody else, well, I, as far as I know, or I haven't heard. Well, nobody offered him a job. So why not take the job? You know, in my opinion, when you get an opportunity, you have to figure out how you can parlay it into something else. Parlay it into something much bigger than that. He has that right now. However, some, some opportunities don't lend you the opportunity to parlay it. Some or some opportunities take the shine off you because you don't think now if John Gruden had to do it all over again, he would probably wish that he had stayed at ESPN and have that job in the booth, you know, Monday night uh, football and all that other stuff. Because of now, course, after having Jeff, come after having come to the Raiders, everything didn't go the way once. And I, so I think Jeff, I think I think I think next year when Jeff comes back to ESPN, <laughs> exactly. No, he's not. Wait, let me say this right quick. Just to bring it back full circle, because this is really what it's about. You would never get that opportunity. I know you would take it, right? And I'm not talking about you, Fred. Black coaches mm-hmm. don't get that opportunity to walk off the street in the booth. Black coaches yeah. who score for 30 years don't get those opportunities. Look at Eric Benamy, this dude coming off the street and get this opportunity. We don't get that opportunity, so it sounds good. Yes, I would take it. That's not offered. Sadly, <laughs> it will never get offered to someone who looks like you and me. That's yep. Yeah, and, and, and it's fine. I can live with that. But like I say, we have to live with the obvious. These things happen. And I'm telling you, Ursay did not go get Jeff Saturday to stir up all of this stuff just to fire him at the end of the year. I'm telling you, this story got layers. This is going to be a layer cake. This would not be a one layer cake. Okay, so you, did, so you feel like forward. there's a chance that Jeff Saturday will come back? Before we no, go forward, yes. Yes. Fred, Fred, before we go forward, let me ask you this. Yeah, you've been in how many locker rooms for how many years you've been in the NFL? Thousand, thousand. Realistically, realistically, what percentage of chances do you put on someone who has not been in the locker room this season, who's never managed and led a group of men playing the, the most, one of the most brutal games in, in all of sports? What type yeah. of chance realistically do you give this man to succeed? All right, all, all right. I also know this. He's a player, so let, let, don't let, let let's not act like we went. He's an ex player, so let's not oh, act so like we so got a Jordan. So is Larry Bird. I, 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 I understand, I understand. Let, let me explain, Morris. All okay, right, so let's not let's not act like he's foreign to a locker room. All right, and Jeff is smart enough not to go in here and, and, and try to break everything down and build it back up. He's gonna go in there first. They had Quinn Nelson. Uh, uh, Brady, I mean, Smith, the other tackle, they got one of the better offensive lines, young group that just hasn't played well. So guess what he'll try to do when he first get in there? I'm going to correct the position that I know how to coach. He's going to go in there and he's going to put his healing hands on the offensive line. He's probably going to reinsert. 
Hey, come on, man. Ain't no better teacher than somebody that used to do your job. He's not going to go in there and try to tell somebody how to play quarterback, know, but he can't tell somebody how to play like offensive line. Him. That's all. I okay. No, I'm not. Hey, I'm just not going to kill him for getting the chance. I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit here and make this man the bad guy. I'm going to try to put some, size some light in here and say, you know what, maybe yeah. he will do a good job. Because guess what? I'm pulling for Jeff Sad. I don't care how he got the job. Yeah, I understand a lot of people disagree with it, but I'm pulling for Jeff because I like Jeff. Yeah, listen, listen, I'm not rooting against Jeff at all. Like I said, you have to take an opportunity. If you have an opportunity, hey, why not take it? I, I'm not rooting against him at all. I, I just feel that it was a horrible, horrible decision by the owner of the team. And I, under, and I understand that, but I also know the decision has been made. Okay, okay and, well, and, and I just feel that... As a 27-year veteran to cover this league, and with all due respect, Fred, just because you played the game don't mean you can coach the game. There's well, let's, players, let's talk about that. Hold there's on, a lot man. of former let's players about that. who can't coach, don't put in the word. They don't understand what it, all that whole coaching process is. It's yeah. not just about how you played it. Let's talk yeah, about yeah. Yeah. Who are the top, who are top five teams in the league? You got the Chiefs, you yep. got the Bills, you got mm -hmm. the Eagles, and who yep. else? Chiefs, and Bills, you Eagles, Cowboys. We'll say Cowboys and say the Jets. Niners. The uh, of, those five, of those five teams, how many of those coaches played in the NFL? None. Played. None. Hey, hey, well, guess what? That's been the whole NFL forever. I, it's been a good old boy league. So at the end of the day, don't, don't act like they've been hiring ex-players forever. They, they be never doing it. That's why I'm happy they did. I ain't mad at it. Okay, I, I'm not mad at it either. I'm just saying it was a horrible decision by the owner. Well, yeah, and I, that, I can agree. I agree. When Jim Ursay was having a live press conference and he was saying things like, uh, you know, he doesn't care that he doesn't have experience and all these other things. And just Billionaire talk. I, I hear, I, well, listen, I, I just, I, I appreciate Jim Ursay. Uh, you know, I appreciate his presence as an owner in the league. I appreciate the comments, even though I hear you, Fred, you represent the commanders on the podcast with some of the comments that he, at least the boldness that he had to at least say what he felt relative to the owner of the commanders. But I would have to say, you know, some of the things, it felt very uncomfortable watching him kind of just shoot from the hip and make these nut. comments while Jeff Saturday was sitting hey, there. Hey, it hey, looked like Chris Ballard at times when he felt comfortable. And that's I, what I, I am Jim Ursay. This is what Jim Ursay said. I hired Jeff Saturday and I don't give a damn. What any of y'all think? That's what he said. Oh, I, I'm his interpreter. Of and he also course. said he never right. listen, listen, coach, listen, so we'll listen. Huh? When, whenever you inherit billions of dollars, why should you care what people say? You That's know, what I'm telling you. Yeah, we also know that Jim Mercy inherited it. We also know that Jim Mercy has been one of the biggest nuts in the NFL ownership exactly. since he's been in there. Okay, exactly. so just because he said it, don't mean it's legitimate. Don't mean you know. It's founded on anything that's, that's, that, that we should respect. And the, my issue is, exactly. why would the players in that locker room respect Jeff Saturday? Walking off the street, coming off from the ESPN booth. I don't want to listen to what well, you Because he, yeah. he won the Super Bowl there. Because he won the Super Bowl there. That's why. Last, thing I wanna ask, last thing I want to ask y'all before we move on to the final takes is because 
a couple things. One, a defensive coordinator called me this morning and he said that to him, this is just kind of indicative of how some teams are changing their views to the head coaching position. It's not so much about being an expert on X's and O's and all this other stuff. It's about just kind of being that face of the organization and kind of the corporal of the team, the general of the team and, and managing that face of the team. So one, one, I want you to get to comment on that, but then, all, but then also too, relative, relative to that, I just want you to kind of tell me if you feel like the Fritz Pollard line should have an issue with the fact that the uh, they make an exception for the hiring of interim head coach as far as not having to interview minorities before that when it is in season and teams really don't have the same amount of time to go through a thorough coaching search. So, so let me say this. I'm not mad at the interim uh, situation and get them in the minority opportunities because I don't I just I don't necessarily feel it's a true opportunity. You hire someone in the middle of the season on a team that's going in the wrong direction, and if they don't have some type of miraculous comeback or some type of miraculous season ending, they're going to get fired. I, I Raiders, disagree really quickly. Raheem Morris did step in as interim def, uh, defensive coordinator, I believe, for the Falcons, or excuse me, the interim head coach, right? And then he was a, a secondary coach before that, right? And then he ended up getting the DC job for the Rams. So sometimes yeah, and, it can and, put you on a stage right. to get a look. Okay? Of course, anything can happen. Something that ha something an outlier situation doesn't make it the norm. More okay. often than not, the interim situation, the interim coach is not hired at the end. Look at the Raiders last year. The Raiders turned it around, made the playoffs after uh, after a bad PR situation with John Gruden, made the playoffs. Um, and then he was fired and let go for Josh McDaniels. So I will say that. And, and in terms of, uh, there was something that you said regarding the, uh, what, did it, what did you say? Someone made a quote about what, what was the quote someone said? Oh, you mean the Fritz Pollard line? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing, you know, it's yeah. like uh, the coach, Urse, uh, the, the, the owner, Ursay, said something about, well, I don't want the coaches to have to go out of fear and base their decisions based on analytics. Okay, so you bring someone else in who has never been a coach before. So what do you expect him to base his decisions on? <laughs> In all seriousness. He's going to base it off of his football knowledge. All right, let me tell you something. He go the truth about this matter. It ain't but one of us up here on this panel. Not but one of us that got a PhD in football. All right? It's one of us that got a PhD in journalism, another one in movies, and I'm telling you right now, he might not have coached football, but the damn man is educated about football. Y'all didn't just go hire a janitor to be the uh, the head coach. You hired an ex-football player. Give him that. I will give him Fred, Fred, Fred. Yes. They hired the man, and listen again. I just want to be clear on this. Great, congratulations, Jeff. You should you should take the opportunity. I'm talking. My focus is on the owner. They hired a man to coach a football team, not to play football. There's a big difference between coaching. I understand, I, I, I understand that, but it's still football. He knows What's football. What's that? He knows X's and O's. He knows football. And so, so does everybody else. They know X's and O's, but how many people? So does Reggie Wayne. How many people? Reggie Wayne. Exactly. And Reggie Wayne was right there. Because you know football. Y'all trying to make me the bad guy. All I'm doing is saying this. Hey, it ain't even about Reggie Wayne. John Fox is sitting there in the room. Yes. 
That's not even do this. About about you brought up former player. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. I'm so tired of people acting like former damn players not educated about football. I ain't nobody else more educated than a former football player when it comes to the game of football. But you have a former player right there on the staff who's been through the process. I'm not trying to make sense of who he picked. I'm just making sense of the fact that, yes, ex-football players can instantly become head coaches. Basketball players do it all the time. And how successful are they? Not that they're, successful They're very all. successful. Most of Steve Kerr was an ex-basketball player. He's winning championships. Tyrone Luke has won championships. All the Jason Kidd has won championships. I don't want to hear this. They do it all the time, and it's a right. new world order. Football players should be able to do it, too. And, you, and you're right, Fred. You're right. Football players should be able to do it, too. And thank you for giving me the basketball examples. Now I want the football examples. Tell me how many times a football player has gone from Staff, it's all ex football players from Dan Campbell to Aaron Glenn to everybody on the staff, including Randall L. and everybody else. And you, got, you got my left with you. Can, you got Barry, man, man, let them bill. Get them time to bill. Get them time to bill. And don't forget, my Hell, Detroit Lions been in the league for how long? They've never Dan been, only been there three, uh, two years. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, okay all right. So, no, 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 no. I got to make this clear. Go, go ahead, Clarence. I'll make I myself. mean, first of all, listen, no one's disrespecting football players or not. Exactly. Let's, let's, let's put this say. right there. It's the process. Okay. You cannot separate the two. You brought up Detroit. I know Dan personally. I know Aaron Gear and players personally. They went through the damn process. Okay. They had to toil, they had to earn their stripes. To get this opportunity, this dude came out the TV booth. It's not the same. It's not right. And, 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 and again, I just want to make. It's, not, make, it's not right. Well, 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 hold on now, hold on. It's not. Let the me same. make myself clear about this with, with Fred. I Fred. can't believe black men sit here talking about it ain't right. Listen, listen. Let me just say this. I agree with you, Fred, in saying that. I'm not saying that that players can't coach. We're not against I'm not you, saying man. that. I'm just saying that they're two different. They're two different animals, right? Hey, I, I just know what y'all say. Y'all say he hasn't. He hasn't did the girt time. He hasn't did his time. No I understand. I, I understand. But we have these anomalies that happen all the, like. Sometimes right. you need something like right. this to happen to reboot. The way it's done. Maybe this happening can open up some stuff for oh, black men. I agree. One, one, more, one more thing. Yeah. I agree. But anytime, I don't care what you're doing in life, whether it's coaching, going to the store, buying a car, anytime you make a decision based on that decision being an anomaly, you probably made the wrong decision. Somebody drove to a gas station as an anomaly to buy a, a, a lottery ticket in, 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 in about two hours. They are, in about two hours, they're about to be a billionaire. So exactly. I don't want to hear about your anomaly. But that's my point, Fred. If, 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 if 300 million people across the country did that, <laughs> they didn't buy that, they're not going to be there. Like, one, one person had a damn you know mission. So, Fred, let's do this. Fred, let's do this. Take everything you earned, all your houses, your money, and everything. Let's go yeah. put it in the anomaly stock right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's live our life by that anomaly. 
Yeah, all right, all right. So listen, 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 listen. Let's move on. A very spirited uh, debate. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be still talking about this. It's going to be hard to avoid when we see Jeff Saturday on the sidelines. You know, coming up for all these games. You, you know, for the second half. Enough, taking an opportunity though. You, you, you can't. Yeah. You know. Okay. You're, you're all right. Let's move on to final takes. All right, you guys, tell me what you guys feel is the game of the week. Obviously, we've got the Vikings at the Bills. Clarence, we know that the Cowboys are coming to Green Bay. There's some other ones out there. Cleveland going to Miami. Seattle, Geno doing his thing, coming to Tampa Bay after Tom Brady was able to kind of come back, redeem himself. Uh, uh, Morris, what do you have to say for yourself? Is it Washington at Philadelphia? I don't know. Is it, is it that... Is it Washington at Philadelphia? We see Fred holding up the W. Really? I mean, really, really. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I wanted to see the uh, the Bills at uh, Minnesota. You know, or who, whichever. Vikings at Bills. Uh huh. The Vikings at Bills. I want to see that game, but I'm not sure what's happening with with, with Josh Allen. So let me, if I look at the schedule, I mean, right now, I mean. I mean, it's really not a game that I would really. Maybe the Chargers at the 49ers. I mean, it's not really. There's not. I mean, we know, want to see if you go there. nine and no more. You can go ahead and say it. It's okay. It's okay. No, I'm. I'm not. Listen, in all seriousness, I'm trying to tell you guys honestly. I'm not even looking at that. I'm enjoying the season. Yeah, I root for a team. I like to see them win. I don't think we're not going to go undefeated. We may not even win the Super Bowl. Anybody can win the Super Bowl. There's five teams right now. You got Buffalo. Well, if Josh said, you got Kansas City, you got San Francisco, you got Dallas, you got Baltimore. Any, if you would ask me which one of those teams are going to win the Super Bowl, I would say I don't know. I'm not saying the Eagles are going to win it. I'm enjoying the season. We're having a great time right now. Shit can change tomorrow. We just don't know. Oh, it will change next Monday. The game of the week is is the Washington fighting Dan Snyders versus the Philadelphia Rotisserie Eagles. And yes, yes sir. Hey. Listen, I, I, we are. Huh? I, listen, Retisserie I got Eagles. to get on that Dan Snyder payroll because it makes these guys out here. It make you say all kinds of things. Yeah, I need, I objectivity. Well, I can get on here and just say some ridiculous stuff. Tell hey, Dan Snyder. Hey, more, you know, like I know, every, every every billionaire that you are friend with only makes your life better. I right? that's just all I'm telling you. With. Clarence, it only makes your life on, better. Clarence, because we, we do have to end this show. Clarence, you have a game of the week. Well, let's the, the obvious one. It got to be the Colts and the Raiders, right? <laughs> we got to see. Oh, yeah, come Saturday. We got to see what your boy Jeff Saturday gonna do. Yeah, yeah. they get boat racing Oakland. But all serious on the side, it's it's the game of the week. It's it's. It's Green Bay. It's Dallas. It's the um, nobody we want to see Green Bay. McCarthy going back to Green Bay. It's gonna be cold. It's Mike McCarthy against Aaron Rodgers. It's the storyline. We know everybody's gonna be there. If they had a ESPN game they like doing college, they would be in Green Bay. You know, on the set live for this whole homecoming for Mike McCarthy to see. Everybody loves the train wreck. You know, you got that story out of Mike McCarthy, Green Bay, the Aaron Rodgers, are they, they're going to still go down. They're going to lose another game. 
you know, all of this stuff, that's the one everybody's going to be talking hey, about. Hey, first of all, nobody cares about Mike McCarthy. Hey, everybody probably in Dallas want Dan Quinn to be the coach. Aaron Rodgers stinks. Green Bay stinks. Ain't nobody going to be thinking about the homecoming. Damn, we don't even care that they was ever together. They only won one championship right. together. They ain't the Jackson Five. Nobody cares about McCarthy. He Tito Jackson. Nobody go to a Tito Jackson concert. Oh Lord, you have to bring you had to bring up Tito Jackson. Well, listen, we appreciate Clarence you coming on. Always a lively, spirited conversation, especially as you all represent each of the teams in the NFC East with Morris and his Eagles, Fred Smoot and his Commanders, or as Morris likes to say, Commodores, Commodores. and with you covering the Cowboys for a long, long time. We appreciate you coming on. So for Josina Anderson, Morris Chestnut, Fred Smoot, and Clarence Hill, we are out. You a Jet fan, so what are you talking about? I, I'm just telling y'all they're six and three. And Your goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>